1: T's and C's apply in South Wales, authorisation number tp slash 01005.
0: From golf to tennis, from great Australian to great Australian, thanks to Yonix, who on January 15th launched their new E-Zone seventh generation tennis racket crafted for power. Head to yonix.com to check out more. Let's go to our guy, the first serve tennis expert, Brett Phillips, as we try and understand what's going on with Novak Djokovic. Thanks so much for getting up early on a Monday morning for us. Brett, how are you doing?
2: I think those three words, uh, try and understand, <laughs> uh, yes, that's what we're all trying to do. Good morning, boys. Uh, it's been a big week of tennis uh, on the court. I've been up at the ATP Cup in Sydney and trying to wrap myself around this complex, complex case it is Novak. So, court showdown today.
1: Well, well, let's start with the positive stuff, the ATP Cup. Uh, Canada, uh, champions down under.
2: Yeah, brilliant! Uh, Look, they're they're two of my favourite players on tour. I've said it before that uh,
0: I would love it
2: if these two guys had AUS in brackets next to them. I think they they hold themselves extremely well. I mean, Canada is becoming a powerful tennis nation. Uh, Look, last night uh, Denis Shapovalov, who you know, I think he's probably now ready to take the next step in his career, and interestingly, he's engaged uh, Jamie Delgado. Uh, Andy Murray's uh, former long-term coach is his new coach for 2022. And he's been through a lot of coaches, uh, Dennis, but look, he can he can play. He's got this incredible firepower. Uh, too much for the experienced Carino Booster last night. And, and then it was uh, magnificent from Felix Auger, Elias That's where he thought maybe you know, Spake could equalise the tie and take it to a deciding doubles. But uh, Felix is serving last night. He averages about eight aces a match. He had about eight aces midway through Uh, the opening set. So hardly troubled on uh, these service games. And he returned beautifully. And, look, Felix, who, you know, has got Tony Nadal, part of his coaching camp. I mean, these two guys have got great people around them. Uh, Yeah, a a powerful tennis nation now who, from all reports, have one of the best junior systems and the way they develop kids. And, yeah, they're just, you know, exceptionally well-spoken uh, they're going to be staying around the top of the men's game for quite some time. So yeah, great result for Team Canada, who made the Davis Cup final a couple of years ago and were pretty impressive. So yeah, they went one better and were uh, pretty excited last night.
0: How how was the environment or the atmosphere following along with this while the other thing, the off the court issue with Novak Djokovic, was going on? Were tennis people and in the tennising circles a bit well concerned and cagey in general?
2: I think, you know, just when you're at the tournament, because it's in Sydney, it's away from Melbourne, I mean, the the, the average tennis fan is just coming along. You know, watching the tennis, uh, you know, I'm sort of whilst working in the they there, doing sort of court announcing duties, interviewing duties, and, you know, people are just there doing their job, working. So, you know, you you talk to people sort of... And everyone's across, everyone's reading, and, 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 you know, obviously intrigued heavily uh, with the whole Djokovic situation. But, you know, people, at the end of the day... um, you know, it's a bit like it's a bit like politicians. Yes, we we have to listen to know what we need to know, but you know, we uh, you just get on with life. And, and tennis fans love watching tennis. Uh, yeah. It certainly wasn't the same atmosphere that the inaugural ATP Cup was. I think mean, COVID, unfortunately, has not allowed this competition, which is only three years into its you know into its formation, to really be what it um, is envis- envisaged to be. So, hopefully, in a year's time, when everything's back to normal. Uh, those raucous you know, football type crowds, which I think they wanted the ATP Cup to come back, so it was a little bit more subdued this year. But hmm. yeah, still, uh, these, these guys love playing team competition, which they don't get, you know, a lot of opportunities to do.
1: Well, for, form's obviously important leading into a, into an open, and particularly a major. Uh, Felix last year obviously made the semifinals um, in the US Open. He seems to be really enjoyed the hard court uh, with the form that he's in. Do you think he comes into the reckoning for the Aussie Open?
2: Yeah, it's interesting, the pecking order now, uh, you, you know, you, you sort of, once we get down to the business of a major, it's a, it's a totally different kettle of fish, and, you know, the big guys know when to you know step up and, and play their best when it counts most, so you've sort of got to still have, you know, Medvedev, you know, top billing, Let, let's see what happens with the Djokovic thing, and whether, you know, if he does somehow get a reprieve to play, uh, which, you know, seems like it's... The more you delve into it, unlikely, but who knows? He might get through on a technicality. but whether he you know, can have the right preparation uh, to uh, to you know be his best in Melbourne Park, Medvedev, uh, Zverev, you know, certainly has been performing exceptionally well at Grand Slam level. Um, but you know, these two young guys, yeah, I think you know, certainly with some really good matches under their belt, uh, are going to hit the ground running. There's nothing like winning form, and sometimes lead-up form you know, can be an indicator. Sometimes it can't. Uh, but, yeah, I think, you know, certainly these guys that are in the top 10 and just on the cusp uh, are going to be certainly the names we expect to see in, in the second week at Melbourne Park. Uh, but, you know, Dennis is the Dennis is the one for me. I, I've always thought he's the one that's got the game. If he can just not always have to play the money shot and just be a little bit more disciplined, that he can blow all these guys off the court. You know, he's got that McEnroe lefty swinging serve, um, but you know, he's one that you know, I think might be ready now to get through to his best performance at the Australian Open.
0: What are the next lead-up steps into the Aussie Open? What, what are we looking out for between now and
2: then? Yeah, so Sydney, uh, which had the Sydney International for a number of years, and then the ATP Cup replaced that, but because of the whole uh, summer of tennis calendar's been affected, obviously you guys, you know, the Auckland tournament has been paused for a couple of years, no tournament in Doha, which hopefully will all get back to normal next year. They've created this extra tournament and brought it back as the Sydney Classic, starting today. There's another tournament in Adelaide, uh, which has just put on a fantastic Adelaide International for the men and the women. So they get two weeks of uh, top-class tennis, and then the Australian Open qualifying gets underway today as well. So you know these guys, uh, lower down the pecking order, are going to win. You know three matches, qualies is uh, is tough, uh, but a spot in the main draw of a Grand Slam is a bit of a life changer for. You know, men and women who have never uh, had that um, privilege of playing in a major and the pay packet is uh, significantly higher than what they'd normally be accustomed to. So, And then you've got the top players who now will come to Melbourne and, and not play that week leading in, but just do a solid training block and and get themselves right. So, yeah, plenty of tennis this week before we get to uh, the main dance.
1: Yeah, I guess, Brett, as well, I don't want to end on a depressing note for you. I know you're uh, novak out, um, but I guess we do have to touch on the, what's the latest yeah. things that have come out in this saga.
2: It's hard to know where to start. There is just so many layers to it all of what, of what the lawyers for Novak Djokovic are, are fighting and what they're claiming. Uh, obviously, the federal government tried to get an extra two days to put their case together, but the federal court judge knocked that back. He wants to hear it uh, today. Um, it's it, it's extremely complex, and I think the, 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 the best way of trying to summarise it there has been a just a huge miscommunication from everyone here, federal government, state government, the medical authorities here in Victoria, uh, Tennis Australia for their part, are under enormous heat and probably the naivety of Novak Djokovic himself and his team not to dot the i's and cross the t's at their end so it's um it's quite unbelievable to watch really i mean there's a huge score thought from uh, a lot of people that you know he could maybe get through on a technicality or or possibly that you know the federal court judge who will go at his speed i mean tennis australia want this wrapped up by tuesday purely for the logistics of their tournament, so they've put that claim forward, but there is the possibility that uh, the judge could extend this case, which would mean he stays in Australia and could possibly compete in the Australian Open while the lawyers thrash this out, which then becomes all sort of null and void if he's allowed to play uh, the Australian Open. Yeah, the timelines don't quite add up, that is for sure. Certainly TAs under enormous heat for the information they provided the players in that they stated uh, that you could possibly, if you were were applying for a medical exemption, that contracting COVID in the last six months was a reason. Now, obviously, the federal government and um, their medical authorities uh, have heavily disputed that. That's not a valid reason. That's why he was pulled up by Border Force. Look, It's just mind-boggling how he was allowed to jump on the plane in the first place. So I think everyone's got a little bit of egg on their face here. Uh, and you know you'd have to you've got to sift through the 35 page document, which uh, is, is pretty lengthy from his lawyers. He's a pretty powerful figure, obviously in world sport. But uh, look, there's every possibility if uh, he if he won this case that he could be detained again. And you know, so you feel like it's just going this is going to drag on. I, I haven't got a clear line of sight how this is going to play out today, but I think it's going to be a long day.
1: Brett, um, we were having a conversation just before. Is Novak Djokovic one of the least liked goats of all time?
0: Well, it was just—it was Brett. <laughs> I was thinking, I was thinking he's a goat, right? Like Novak Djokovic is. Yeah. He is truly a, a, a great of world sport, and he will finish with the most. Well, until somebody beats him, the most Grand Slams. Could you imagine Tiger Woods or uh, LeBron James being holed up and like detained? Like it just there's mm. it, this is just hard to wrap your head around like because you say he's a powerful figure in sport he is he absolutely is this is crazy isn't it?
2: It's just been the most uh, <laughs> phenomenal story I i have probably seen for a, you know as long as I've been you know a, you know part of the media and it's yeah he I mean he's been a polarizing figure from uh, from day one he's he's got clearly some you know there's some there's some genuine vitriol towards Djokovic and then he's got this um fanatical support of people who absolutely adore and, and love him it's yeah it's it's quite uh bizarre to watch it all you know who is the real Novak Djokovic that is a question that has often been asked um yeah you know, what's authentic what's what's not i mean to get to the top as a sports person i suppose you, you i mean as we all know you've got to have this this component of you this edge and he's uh He's in you know this this bubble of being the best he can be as a professional sports person. So that's something that we uh, we can't all relate to. But yeah, fairly or unfairly, he's been uh, heavily maligned. I mean, he, you know his parents and his family have taken to the streets in Serbia for a good two or three days now, trying to you know rally support. Um, yeah, it's it's you know a guy who statistically is going to break all the records, but. You know, for years and years um, going on, he's going to be talked about in so many different ways.
0: That's the one. That's exactly it. It's very well summed up, Brett. Hey, thanks so much again for joining us. You've been a workhorse through this whole process, and I don't know if it's going away, fortunately or unfortunately, either (laughs) way. It's an incredible story, but I don't think we're quite done yet, are we? No,
2: no, I feel like we're just probably getting started. So uh, (laughs) I think, yeah, we're not going to be talking about about many of the other plays leading into January 17, but. Yeah, let's see what comes at it today, and we can uh, go from there.
0: Awesome. Brett Phillips, first serve tennis expert, and, um, yeah, great SEN man. There you go. Thanks to Yonex, who on January 15th launched their new E-Zone seventh-generation tennis racket crafted for power. So go to yonex.com and check that out. Uh, this is You can just hear it in Brett's voice. He's exasperated. <laughs> He's
1: exhausted, mate. He's exhausted from it all, isn't I think most people are who have been following the story. Uh, it's just bizarre. Uh, i can 't see him getting through this process, but if he does if he does play if he does play like like brett said there 's a chance that he might be able to through this court process uh, until they come to a verdict. There was riots for the mandates and and lockdowns being enforced in Victoria, and the rest of the public were pretty fired up about it. Do you think that there will be riots
0: at the Aussie, like Aussie open from the other side? No, because I tend to think that the, the for that for the other side, I think the people that are prone to riots are people that will probably be agreeing. I think there'll be riots if he doesn't play, really. I think it's the freedom thing. It's the lack of freedom that people riot about and yeah. they get you know the the people that tend to be more quietly upset are the ones that will have things going on, but you're not necessarily having your perceived freedom taken, so I yeah, think yeah. if it was the flip side, we would, but it's a good question. I just wonder like. Forget, I don't know anything really about what this process is. It sounds unlikely. That's what Brett's saying, but he's got powerful lawyers. I just can't wrap my head around the fact that this guy is such a great of sport, and he's being holed up in a detention hotel waiting for. Like, there are so many steps that have gone wrong from Tennis Australia, federal government, state government, as Brett said. But it's not like we're dealing with just anyone. Like this guy is. Imagine if this happened to Michael Jordan. It'd be crazy, yeah. And I, I guess Brett, Brett
1: said previously that it, it's good that Craig Tilly's actually under the pump because I don't think Brett really rates him that much. But uh, right. but Craig Tilly's actually come out and said there's a lot of finger pointing going on and a lot of blaming going on, but I can assure you our team has done an unbelievable job job and have done everything they possibly could. So it sounds like a man who's under the pump, sounds like we've, the letters that have been going back and forth, uh, sounds like he's just trying to cover up Basically, uh, what's been going on. The interesting thing is that if this court case does go on and Novak does get deported, will he take action against Tennis Australia? Yeah,
0: wow, well, and that's the thing. He's got a lot of money, he's got a lot of time that he's he's not going to be, I, he's not the guy that's going to be there pouring over the documents. He's got people for the stuff. In yeah. all of these situations, and you've, been, you've probably been around sporting teams and sporting politics where you never know who's telling the truth. There's probably fault at everybody's feet, and that's why yeah. I love what Brett said. There's been a massive miscommunication on every side of this. Huge. So, the blame game I'm less interested in, I'm probably more just blown away that that's even happened. It's it's (laughs) insane. Yeah, and, and as well, you don't you you know
1: you usually have that stewardess there, the air hostess who's who's checking that you've got the right documents before you're allowed onto the plane. I'm pretty sure Novak came in a private jet anyway, so yeah. you don't have that <laughs> that air hostess doing that for you, do no. you. He doesn't have to worry about turning left. He yeah. just <laughs> he's just, just his, walks on the tarmac. The yeah. Escalade rocks up. Yeah,
0: <laughs> that's right. 20 minutes past eight. That's not even IPL cash. That's that's tennis cash. That's Ooh. that's big cash. That's Cam Smith cash if he goes well in the PGA Tour today. 20 minutes past 8 o'clock, you listen listening to SNZ Summer Breakfast. Brett Phillips talking tennis. Novak Djokovic, what have you made of this situation? Do you disagree with me? Do you think somebody's at fault? Would you like to put the blame on someone or do you understand it? Get in touch. Double eight double three, or the Kennards Hire phone line. 0800 150 811.